0: Hi, this is Jim Swilly. Welcome to Metron Live. Metron is a Greek word that means sphere of influence. I believe in living your best life possible, and that's the reason for this podcast. This is my Metron. Now let me help you discover yours. Welcome to the Metron Live podcast coming to you from beautiful historic Midtown Atlanta. Live Metron people, would you give the podcast people a big hand and welcome them? Thank you. Once again, shout out to... Charles McFall, the rock god of podcasting. Uh, I'm so blessed with this amazing tech team that we have who have just been faithful here. We're into our ninth year and, uh, I never worry that they're not going to, you know, show up or do their excellent job. And the, I never ever take it for granted. Um, I speak into this atmosphere and say, let there be light. All right. My title today. Is, uh, hold on, let me overthink this. (laughs) Have you ever had somebody say something to you and you're like, I can't just say yes. I've got to, I've got to make this more than it should be. The rest of my title, hold on, let me overthink this, disconnecting from the loop of unproductive thoughts. Uh, I want to show you this little passage. Uh, you're familiar with it. It's Matthew chapter six. Uh I don't think I've ever used uh the voice translation for this and I like some of the specifically some of the terminology that's used here this is uh, Jesus sermon uh and he this is this would be Matthew 6 verse 25 through 34 in the voice okay Jesus says here is the bottom line do not worry about your life don't worry about what you will eat or what you will drink Don't worry about how you clothe your body. Living is about more than merely eating, and the body is about more than dressing up. Look at the birds in the sky. They do not store food for winter. They don't plant gardens. They do not sow or reap, and yet they are always fed because your heavenly Father feeds them, and you are even more precious to him than a beautiful bird. If he looks after them, of course, he will look after you worrying does not do any good who here can claim to add even an hour to his life by worrying nor should you worry about clothes consider the lilies of the field and how they grow they do not work or weave or sew and yet their garments are stunning even king solomon dressed in his most regal garb was not as lovely as these lilies and think about grassy fields the grasses are here now but they will be dead by winter and yet God adorns them so radiantly how much more will he clothe you you of little faith you who have no trust so do not consume yourselves with questions what will we eat what will we drink what will we wear outsiders make themselves frantic remember that word Over such questions, they don't realize that your heavenly father knows exactly what you need. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be given to you too. So do not worry about tomorrow. Let tomorrow worry about itself. Living faithfully is a large enough task for today. Now, um, overthinking is not exactly the same thing as worrying, but they're kind of identical twins. They're so closely connected. Um, Sometimes overthinking, um, like in my own case, Uh, I I will usually go to sleep with uh, AirPods in just because I'm not worrying about anything. I just keep thinking of things. I don't know if you're like that, but I've never found the the off button (laughs) to this. Like, how do you... Flip that off and say, all right, just be... Now, I will say this. Meditation, and we're going if, to... If, if I don't talk too long, we're, we're going to do a meditation at the end before we go today. Meditation has definitely helped me with that. It's I've definitely learned to do uh, some breath work and then it my mind quiets down. But I'm not worried about stuff. I mean, I'm thinking about it in a positive way. I'm planning things. I'm like, like, oh, I should call so-and-so. I need to do this, whatever. And... um. That's not always healthy. I remember, I'm sure I've shared this too, uh, but I remember one time we were right in the in the midst of the building program for the big building uh, that we built in Conyers. And it was, in the middle of trying to pastor a church, it was a thousand conversations a day with DOT and like you, you can't believe how much stuff goes into building a major building. It's like something every second. And I remember sometime during the middle of that, we went to maybe the Bahamas. I think I'd never been there. And, uh, I remember being just floating in a pool like this. And it suddenly occurred to me, I haven't thought of anything like in half an hour. I mean, like, like I could tell my brain was like, what, what are we doing? You're supposed to be. You're supposed to be producing things. And it's a, you know, it's a, um, uh, it's an Achilles heel of creative people because you're constantly thinking, what's your next project? And again, that's not worrying, but it can have the same negative effect. And I remember, this is back before I ever started doing meditation, but I remember just floating on that, uh, in that pool and I thought, this is amazing. How, How long has it been that I've, have just been in total silence, and this is back before cell phones. Like you know, now I mean I'm I'm being texted like constantly, and it's fine. It's not bad stuff. It's just always noise, and um, so let me give you what the official definition of over- overthinking is. Uh, this demina Patrick, who wrote a uh, really cool book of uh, something about untying the knot, of it's not the right title, but it's something like that, and uh, their definition is overthinking is defined as a loop of unproductive thoughts or an excessive amount of thoughts that are unnecessary, and then it goes on with another little part of it, while some people believe that overthinking may be helpful since it involves looking at an issue or problem from nearly every viewpoint possible and anticipating future events the opposite is true research suggests that overthinking is associated with feelings of depression anxiety and ptsd of course you know ptsd is post-traumatic stress disorder so what that means is, if you've been through a trauma it's only natural that when you're in a similar situation you think history could repeat itself right um this morning i noticed uh Barbara Simon, some of you may be friends with her. I wrote a blurb for her book. And she, she posted something today because she, she wrote a book. Bu- the book I wrote a blurb for is uh, Leaving Christianity and Finding Christ. And um, she wrote something today that I think is really important. She said, when I was in Christian world, anything that happened to me, I was just told, just forgive them you know you need to forgive i was always heard always heard the 70 times 7s piece i was never taught how to process you know when something has happened to me i never worked through it sat with the feeling made some sense of it figured out what to do with it emotionally it was just like it's under the blood shut up and uh i didn't get to read all it was literally as we were pulling in the parking lot and i thought i want to come back and look at that cuz i think that's interesting I'm not taking away from the importance of forgiveness I'm saying it's it's not, it's not yes and, it's not either or. You can forgive somebody and still process, figure out what do I do with these feelings. I think sometimes you think you haven't forgiven somebody, and this isn't what I'm teaching on, but you think you haven't forgiven somebody, maybe you have, you just haven't processed it. The processing is when, what is it that um, Dr. Dispenza says, um, uh, a memory without the emotion is wisdom in other words you can look back at something negative that happened and you're never gonna make peace with it but it doesn't trigger you anymore why because you've processed it oh this is what this person was thinking when they did this and I'm not even necessarily justifying it I'm understanding it because I processed it what's that got to do with overthinking well sometimes overthinking or even worrying Can feel like you're being responsible, (laughs) right? Um, You know, those of you that I'm looking back at, uh, you guys with your your little ones, and let me just give you a heads up. uh, Worrying about your kids, it never stops. Uh, it, It doesn't get over into fear necessarily, but it's always. I mean, as recently as yesterday, I was texting one of my kids because i'd had a dream and i didn't tell them about the dream i just said everything good yeah yeah why i'm just just checking because i had a dream and uh had to get up and sort of think about it and pray and i'm like i'm sure this is nothing prophetic it's just something that was somehow in my subconscious um i texted somebody today who i've not seen in years used to go to church and now but they've been in my dreams The last two consecutive nights. So this morning, I texted this person and I said, Why have you been in my dreams the last two consecutive nights? And he texted right back and he said, I just told my wife, You're, you show up in my dreams and everything's fine, but you show up in my dreams more than anybody else. And I'm like, That's right. I'm hard to forget. (laughs) You think, you think you can leave me? Uh uh. I'm all up in there. Some of you have been listening to me this many years, you might as well just surrender. I'm in your DNA now. Where are you gonna go? You try to forget me. No, you won't. Where can you, (laughs) where can you go from my presence? Um, but anyway, uh, let me show you, uh, this. I think this, these three things are very important. Types of overthinking. First one is the all or nothing thinking. Uh, this type of overthinking involves only seeing situations in black or white instead of looking at both the good and the bad. You might analyze an event only in terms of it being a total success or a total failure. Now, I don't know if you can relate to this, but because I'm a visionary, there's a certain way that I picture I want a thing to go. And sometimes if it doesn't, if that picture isn't exactly manifested, it feels to me like the thing didn't go well. Like, oh man, I didn't get, I didn't get the thing I visualized, and then when I'm more realistic about it later, I think, you know what? Actually, it was pretty good. That's honestly, that's one reason. Um, one reason I take pictures so much, because sometimes when I'm in the middle of something, I'll think, "Oh my God, that was, you know, what is going on? Where is everybody? What's the?" And then I'll look back in the pictures. I'm like, "Well, wait a minute. What am I? Why am I?" Because I always expect the place to be packed out <laughs> you know what I mean uh how many years am I going to expect that in perpetuity um but I've had to learn like oh that's not necessarily you know stop um it's not all or nothing it's like there's some things that could have maybe been better but it wasn't this was not a bad ex- experience or bad circumstance or a bad day or what does it does anybody relate to that all or am I just like it's just me you're like, no Bishop, we, we already know this, why are you, oh really, okay. Uh, the second type of all or not is catastrophizing. Uh, I come from a long line of catastrophizers. It, a, a catastrophizer is somebody who hears about something that, you know, all right, maybe we need to look at this, it's not the end of the world, it's like, hearing everything on loudspeakers and seeing everything in technicolor when it may just need to be something on a small screen. Uh, this type of overthinking involves thinking things are worse than they are. For example, you might fear that you will fail an exam. This then leads to worry that you will fail the class, which will then lead to failing school, not getting a degree, and not being able to find a job. This type of overthinking sets you up to worry about unrealistic worst-case scenarios. Is there anybody that can relate to that? No, y'all have all perfected in this? Okay. Catastrophizing is when you've you've run way, like one person doesn't uh, return your text at exactly the right time, and you're like, oh my God, I knew this was going to come. I knew that they're they're never speaking to me again. They're probably right now online writing horrible stuff about me because they they're they're probably writing a tell-all book. They you know they got their they got their inspiration from Prince Harry and they're going to tell something that they don't like that I did years ago and they're going to you know and before you know it I don't really think like that anymore. But in the past I used to. And you know when some some serious stuff has gone down in your life, it takes you a while to train yourself to not catastrophize. Uh, what is it? Uh, Psalm 126 where the Israelites had been in, in slavery for so long, they said when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were as them that dreamed. Like one of the translations says it seemed so unreal. In other words, we'd been abused for so long we couldn't imagine that it wasn't going to last forever like that. And so a lot of catastrophizing is actually understandable. I'm not even, I'm trying to help you, I'm, I'm trying to give you kingdom keys to unlock this. I'm not even, uh, you know, pointing the finger at you. I'm saying maybe you Id- need to identify that you might not be a total catastrophizer, but you might have the capability of making a mountain out of a molehill. Um, one of my, uh, I've taught on this so many times, but, and even recently when I've taught it, I've had a whole new spin on it about Mary and Martha. But one thing that's um, uh, always there in the teaching is uh, when Jesus is doing his meeting and Mary's out there with the people and Martha comes to him and says, would you please tell my sister to get in the kitchen here and help me because all these people are going to want. She's supposed to be a hostess and she's out there, you know, with all the men out there listening so she should be here in the kitchen working with me. And there's just a way he says her name twice. First of all, it always reminds me of Jan Brady. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. But he looks at her and he says, Martha, Martha. In some translations, he says it three times. Martha, Martha, Martha. You are troubled about many things. You know, if Jesus had said that to me and I was a friend of his, which which Mary, Martha, and Lazarus were friends of his, I would be like, uh, hey, Jesus, Uh, I'm out here in the kitchen trying to make dinner for all of your people who are going to be hungry as soon as you get through. So here's something, Jesus, 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 you might need, (laughs) I don't know if you've ever cooked dinner for all these people. I mean, that's, that's cute that you turn the water into wine. If you want to come in here and, and produce, uh, you know, something's going to feed all these people. That's fine, but I can't work those miracles. I got—I'm chasing a chicken around the backyard trying to catch it to wring its neck. And so you can Martha, Martha, Martha me all you want to. See, that's—it's good that I didn't live in Jesus' day because I would have probably been smote early on. <laughs> because just there's a way, you know, where he says, "Martha, Martha, Martha," like, "Oh, excuse me, Jesus, we were." I was uh, at my cousin's house the other night and we were laughing about uh, my uncle who passed away years ago, but um, for anybody that was in the family, we all, he was, uh, to say he was an authoritarian would be an understatement. And he came from that generation where he had no problem rebuking you for whatever and he would do it publicly. He would do it in his sermons. Uh, no matter what, he was like, he could just, I don't know if you have a relative like that, but he could just burn you. So we were laughing about this the other night because years ago, this would have been back when I was um, like a junior in high school. We had a second cousin that I had only met a couple of times, but he died in a motorcycle accident. So we all, uh, my uncle Earl went up to do the funeral and, uh, I rode up, my cousins, (laughs) my cousins, Dwayne and his wife, Sonny and my cousin, Mark, we drove to somewhere in South Carolina and we did the funeral. We did the whole thing. It was a very sad funeral. It was a very, uh, horrible ordeal. He was an only child and it was, it was, it was not a good thing. But it had gone on all day long. And people were so distraught, even at the cemetery, that, you know, it was one of those things where you're like, we're not getting out of here anytime soon. Because, I mean, it was, you know, people were just devastated. So this was like hours later, after pretty much everybody, you know, we were still at the cemetery. Every, you know, pretty much the crowd had finally petered out. And we were about to get back on the road to drive back to Atlanta. I mean, there was like the, the family had all left. My uncle was just standing there talking to somebody. And we'd already stared at him for like 30 minutes while he went on and on talking to somebody. We're like, don't rush him. Don't rush him. So my cousin's wife says to me, we're going to go ahead and get on the road because we got to get back. Go, I don't know how I became the designated the spokesperson for the group. So he said, go ask him if, uh, if, he's, if he's ready, uh, should we go find a place to eat? Because we haven't eaten all day. And um, you know he can tell us if he's ready to go or not. So I did not interrupt. It was during a, a lull in the conversation. So I very timidly walked up to him. I said, Uncle Earl, we're about to get back on the road. I don't know if you're if you're ready to go, but if you want a caravan with us, we can find a place to eat and stop it. <laughs> like in front of everybody said, there is a boy that has just died on his motorcycle, and all you can think about is your belly. That's what's wrong with you. Could you maybe get outside yourself for just a minute and stop thinking about your stomach? And get in touch with the grief of these people who are brokenhearted. And I'm looking around like, what people? There's nobody. We've 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 last. We're the last ones. There's this one lady who you've been droning on about with for 30 minutes. She's not even related to us. The sun's about to go down. Excuse me. It wasn't even my idea. They asked me to come ask you. All you can think about is your belly. I said, you know what? I guess that's just the way I am. They <laughs> just, they said, what did he say? I said, let's just go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's one of those situations where you're like, I, I can't believe you just did that, you know? I mean, there were still a few people around, but, uh, uh, it wasn't like it was in the middle of the, Of his eulogy. (laughs) Now, this is triggering me to think of other things. I remember one time, uh, one time when I worked with my dad, I was his associate pastor over here on Brycliffe Road, and we had this woman who was speaking. And she was going on and on and on and on and on and on. It was, a, I mean, a really long time. Well, meanwhile, I'm listening to the news, and they were saying an ice storm's coming in. It was one of those things where they were saying, uh, if you are not at home, you need to get home, like, soon, because wherever you are, you're going to possibly be trapped there for, you know, the next two or three days. So I, you know, for the longest time, I thought, should I say it? So finally, I go, I go up to the get my you know call my dad over i said look i'm not trying to rush this woman but the news bulletins are saying the roads are icing up really really bad i think we need to let these people go i mean i can't imagine she's she's spoken out of every book of the bible you know i can't imagine there's anything else she could say we've we've already been we've already gone to revelation the concordance and maps we're already to the to the end we're back to the leather cover and um and I, you know, I just don't want to be, cause, cause I was the guy that took care of everything. I thought, if I get stuck in this building with these people in the next three days, I've got to figure out a way to feed them. And, um, so she stopped in the middle of her sermon and said, Pastor Sweeley, I know what it's like when your kids, she says, I was up, uh, preaching one night and my daughter came up and said, I interrupted me and said that she needed her jeans washed. And I'm like, lady, What the what? I didn't interrupt him for that. I'm trying to save people's lives and go think about my belly because that's how I am. (laughs) You know, you're trying to help people. I'm like, these people are going to be stuck. They can't even get out of this parking lot in about an hour. Anyway. (sighs) Cleansing breath. What I'm saying is when you've been through some stuff, it's understandable why you might catastrophize and why you might hear something a little louder than it was actually meant Okay, and then the third one is overgeneralizing this form of overthinking happens when you base a rule or expectation for the future on a single or random event from the past Instead of accepting that different outcomes are possible, you might assume that certain things will always or never happen. That this one is huge because it's it's so easy to believe that history will always repeat itself, and that is not necessarily true. Sometimes you have to specifically remind yourself, "This is now. I am not who I was then. I'm not in the same situation I was in before." Um, and then there are some things that that don't get better, like. I, <laughs> Uh, sometimes there will be somebody i've blocked on facebook for whatever reason my reasons are always valid and then you know they keep sending uh ken messages you know like please tell bishop i said merry christmas leave him alone like it's not his he doesn't block anybody he's a sweet angel from heaven uh i'm the guy that just thinks about his belly all the time but um uh so sometimes I'll say, "Well, you know what? Maybe I need to put them out, get them out of block jail, you know, and I'll let them back in, and the stuff starts up again, you know, and you're like, "Mmm, see, this is why i have liked you before. I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt, but you're still you're still messaging me 47 times a day and all during the night over stuff that could definitely wait, so think <laughs> nothing personal it's just i was gonna see if maybe you had evolved and not yet (laughs) check back with me in about a year all right and just because i block you doesn't mean you're a bad person you're not going to hell doesn't mean i don't love you it just means you've got to stop messaging me 40 times a day over stuff that could wait uh oh in this case Overgeneralizing one event from the past to every event in the future often leads to overthinking and worrying about things that might never occur. I mean, when you think about the concept of calling those things which are not as though they are, that can be positive or negative. You can, you know, you can assume the worst about something. They're, Eddie's Eddie and Ava are not offended. They they told me they had to leave early. Eddie, don't leave mad. <laughs> Come on, baby, we can work it out. I know. You already told me to I thought you said you had to leave early. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh Lord. I remember what time we had. Why am I telling you all these stories? We had Norval Hayes at the church where I worked with my dad. And he called people down to the altar to pray over him but then he started talking about something and he talked for like 45 minutes before he prayed for him and this one woman had been standing there for so long she sat down on the floor and he said see the power of God is so strong in her she's already fallen into the power and she said I did not fall into power he's been talking for 45 minutes I can't stand up here anymore so so there's that <laughs> alright uh, Dostoevsky das- 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 says this uh, to think Too much is a disease. All right? Uh, The next uh, Jason Inge says this, don't get too deep. It leads to overthinking and overthinking leads to problems uh, that don't even exist in the first place. Again, this is why a little bit of thinking is good. Too much thinking can take you too deep. Overanalyzing a situation. Habib Akande says, the more you overthink, the less you will understand. I think that is brilliant, like very much so. Sometimes you need to pull away from a situation to get some perspective on it and stop just like being trapped in this one uh, paradigm that you can't break. And then finally, this is my favorite one, this is Shakespeare. It says, there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. And um, I love that. It's like pulling situations out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and bringing them into the tree of life and to say everything ultimately blesses me. If it if it's not a blessing yet, it just means it's not over. It just means it's not finished. All right. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Let's bring the lights down. I'm going to do I'm not going to do candles or anything, but um, I want to we haven't done a meditation in a little bit and I want to do this in preparation for our next Meditation weekend, Charles, if you'll go ahead and start some music, um, I think most of you have done this with us, uh, but while these words are still in the air, where I've just talked about overthinking and clearing your mind and all this kind of stuff, um, if you can sit up straight, put both feet on the floor, empty your lap, you want to get your body in a in a sort of a flow where the energy is not obstructed Uh, probably want to close your eyes you don't have to but you're probably going to want to meditation is mostly about breathing and breath work we're going to go in through the nose and hold it and then out through the mouth that's a very easy relaxation technique that you can do while you're sitting in a red light in a car if you're feeling stressful in traffic uh but in the new year I want to bring us all into a place where we're prepared and and uh, equipped but we don't overthink everything we just learn to live in the now so uh, bring my music up a little bit Charles and let's we're going to inhale hold it exhale you don't have to do a mudra with your fingers it's an energy point if you uh Dr. Sheila can tell you even that even in uh, um, her area of healing, it's it's actually a thing about uh, energy points. You don't have to. Sometimes you might want to just do palms up, but you want to you want your body to be in a flow, in a place of receptivity. So we're going to become consistent in our breathing. In, hold, exhale. inhale exhale in a moment i'll wean you off my voice but i may lead you into a place of serenity inhale Exhale 2022. 20, Breathe in the now. Let go of whatever holds you down from the past. Even while you're working through things from the past, you can still officially let the weight of it go. It doesn't have to pull you down become consistent in your breathing, in, out, inhale, exhale, breath and spirit are used interchangeably in the scriptures. Breath is spirit, spirit is breath. The life is in the breath. Peace is in the breath. The serenity is in the breath. trying to steal your thoughts just let them play out if you've been overthinking over analyzing don't even try to stop doing it just let it let it play out just let your mind finally wind down to a place where you're not worrying you're not analyzing you're not overthinking in fact you're not even thinking What you want to get is to a place where there's no thoughts. You're just observing your thoughts like they're clouds in the sky. Keep breathing. the tension leaving your body not just out of your mind but out of your shoulders out of your joints out of your internal organs let your eyes relax let your ears relax let your mouth relax let your hands and feet relax relax your shoulders you can sit up straight and still relax your shoulders in fact, sitting up straight is actually more conducive to relaxing. Relax in your bones. Relax in your muscles. Relax in your organs. Relax in your blood. Peace into every cell of your body. Your heart rate's coming down. Your blood pressure's coming down. Your thoughts are resting. You're at peace. You're serene. You're safe. nothing to worry about. Nothing to think about. All that matters right now is your breath. beautiful just stay right where you are in a few minutes we're going to breathe out of it come back to the surface but just be in this moment before you start talking again before you start thinking again before you start planning again just be Inhale, hold, exhale, inhale, Peacefully open your eyes. If you need to stretch, whatever, you can go ahead and do that. In fact, and let's all stand very, very reverently. Wherever you're retaining stress in your body, just let it. It's like just think of it as like ice that's melted and the water's just going to flow out now. And Jesus said out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. There's a a cleansing aspect to that. Whatever is toxic, whatever is unproductive, whatever is weighing you down. Just let it all go. Let it all go. Oh, that was good. That was very good. Let me bring the lights back up. If you need to stretch, if you need to Shake it out. Everything is permissible. You might uh, be aware that you had pain somewhere in your body that's maybe going right now. So, uh, did, you, did you get something out of that? No. All right. Good okay uh if you'll just remain standing we're gonna uh did you get was that teaching necessary did you need that or y'all like overthinking we conquered that years ago why lord i haven't overthought in 30 years no all right i just want to make sure i'm still doing my job all right go ahead confirmation all right that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking okay go ahead and we'll play the outro please Contributing to Metron is quick and easy. You can give anytime using any smartphone. Text the amount you'd like to donate to 404-620-5044. You will then receive a notification that you successfully completed your donation. You may also visit Bishinthenow.com and click the support tab to give there as well. When you contribute to Metron, you're also donating to the charity or organization of the month. Thank you for your investment into Metron. Uh, thank you for your giving. If you need um, tax statements for last year, you can go to Bishinthenow.com. All your giving is recorded there. You can and uh, you can get a printout with that. Uh, if you have a check today, just I don't think Danny's here to receive that today, but you can just make it a JESM and somebody will receive that. If you have cash, just pay it forward. Well, uh, I would say direct it toward our guest today. Uh, I love this guy. I want to build uh ongoing relationship because i i want him to come back again so if you want to if you want to bless him uh you can do that or go take somebody to lunch or whatever but um so remember don't come back here first sunday in february go to Conyers. you're like i already lived there like you just (laughs) you just got 30 minutes off my drive time um all right once again tell johnny almanza much we appreciate him being here And he will come back again. All right, I speak a blessing over here. You're going to have a beautiful day, great night's sleep tomorrow, and wake up tomorrow saying, this is the day the Lord has enabled me to make. I will rejoice and be glad in you. God bless you. Go in peace.